Well, hello and welcome to the Movie Man podcast. How are you? Thank you for thank you for changing that up. I've uh, you know, thanks for not doing it the same way we always do it. And then I'm always like, hey, let's do it differently. It's, <laughs> you know, I really feel like I really feel like you listen to me when, mm. when or you it was don't mm, listen to me. Yeah. Well, we well, are greetings now in. Uh, Day 312 of isolation. Yes. Yes. That's true. Yeah. That's that's fun. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the it's the the way of the the way the world is right now. And um, Yep. Yeah. Anyways, to hell with that. Yeah. Um welcome. Mm-hmm. And uh let's 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 get into this. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. we reviewed a film. We did. Called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone mm-hmm. if you're from yes. questionable parts of the world. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, we we did uh, we did the first Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. as uh, as the springboard into our series of doing all the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so se- sequentially, yeah, that's the word I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Sequentially, yes. this is uh, we've arrived at number two. That is, yeah, logically the next step after number one. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about the movie, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the movie as if you had just been watching it with us. So if you've somehow gone this far into your life and have not seen Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, stop what you're doing. <laughs> uh, like in general, not just the not just listening to this. Just mm-hmm. just stop, stop everything. Yeah, self isolate, self isolate if you aren't already, and watch yeah, the movie. And- and and go watch this. Yeah. Um, speaking of self isolation, yes. Um, do it. We record remotely. Yes, we're not in the same Just, room. Despite the our our sorcery, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, around the fact that it sounds like we're in the same room, we're yeah. really not. We're hours apart. Yes. So don't don't jump all over us and be like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not doing you're not, it. You're not supposed to be doing that. Are you six feet so, apart? Uh, so anyways, uh, I've never not been at least six feet apart from Pete. That's, <laughs> I think that's, and you can, t- no, you can take that to the bank. I don't um, think so. I think that's false. No, 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 no. I, um, okay. Can so, I, I want to add one more thing here. Okay. As far as spoilers, our assumption here is that the chamber of secrets isn't a chamber of secrets to the listener. It was, okay, it was it was really important that you added that in. That was yeah. Oh, that was, that's uh, good. That's amazing. That's, All right, podcast that just, over. That, that's it. That elevated you to a whole new level. I don't. Yeah, I don't see a reason to continue. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's let's crack into it. Necessarily a desire to. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I want to say, like, when reviewing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that so I've I've read 
the first three books and then maybe the first two chapters of the fourth book. Um, I tend, I, I intend on sort of storming through the rest of them over the course of the summer. Oh, cool. Um, but all, all of the reading that I did from them was about a year and a half ago, uh, a year and a half ago, about a mm. year ago. So not um, fresh. Not fresh. So it's not it's not fresh, and I didn't stop because I wasn't enjoying it. I just like life got mm. you know, things change and life got crazy, and mm-hmm. and here we are. So having said that, um, some of the things that we're gonna like or dislike about the movie, I like. I get that it was a book first, mm-hmm. and so yep. some of it isn't. You know, like we're gonna be like, oh well, you know, I don't really like character. I don't really like Ron as a character, and it's like, well, but that's the books, that's not the, the that's fault. not the director's fault. That's right. not the yeah. That's got nothing to really to do with the movie as mm-hmm. much. Um, it, but I mean, it is what it is. We're mm-hmm. not. We haven't read the books right. all the way through. We haven't. Um, we haven't done repeat readings. Mm, no. Um, so even in the stuff that I have read that I find really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's not fresh in our minds, um, right. and we're so, not we're not going to so, draw those lines of we're only going to talk about the film and anything that's the underlying story is off limits because that I feel like right. that might get a bit a bit of a boring podcast. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, it's 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 Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. as a movie viewing experience, right? Yeah, uh, yep. you know, and. And it is what it is. And mm-hmm. so, and yeah, so some of that will be influenced by the book and some of that will be influenced by the director and some of that will be influenced by the actors and so on and so forth. Right. Um, but it is what it is. Hmm. So. Well, should we lead things off with a couple trivia questions? Sure. sure. Okay. Well, the first one. There were, 2002, which was the year this film was released, was kind of a doozy of a year from, I think, a lot of people's perspectives, at least a lot of people who have similar interests to me. I'm going to give you three films that came out that year, and I view them as blockbusters, but I want you to try and rank them based on their like worldwide gross. Okay. Okay. So these three films, and you got to rank which was first, second, and third are Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, right? and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So three very popular series, three new chapters to each of those series all came out in 2002. I'm I'm curious where you think they ranked up as far as worldwide gross. And I mean, all three of those are mammoth franchises. All, All those, like, they're... Depend like if they had been spread out on different years where they weren't all in the same year, they all could have easily been number one. Easily. Right. Just because they're so followed, so popular. Yeah, uh, this is this is tricky. I mean mm-hmm. and and all of them are like none of them are the first in a series. So they're all riding right. off the success of previous films. Right. Um yeah. They're all technically the second chapter, but Attack of the Clones is a bit Attack different. Attack of the Clones was, yeah, that was yeah. the fifth film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, I know, see, okay. okay. I know that Harry Potter craze got huge. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if it was huge yet. Mm. Like, I don't know how, I don't know if by the time this film came out, right. we were all cuckoo for Cocoa Pops or... <laughs> right. Um, and I know that Return of the King, mm. like, if if Return mm-hmm. of the King was on this list, I it would be number, right. like, that would be a right. no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. Um, not necessarily, like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm staying objective as yeah. far as like i'm not saying return of the king is better than any of the other options no, i'm just no. saying right. it was huge oh yeah um i'm gonna say that i think star wars was probably number one okay because i mean people <laughs> people line up down the block for star wars <laughs> yeah Honestly. Um and and camp out for days and and yeah. you know yeah yeah um then I'm gonna say then I'm gonna say Harry Potter okay and I think the reason why I'm giving the edge to Harry Potter over Lord of the Rings is Harry Potter um like the books were also coming out like the, mm. there, the, there was there was you know. There was Harry Potter craze on several levels. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, toys and books were coming out, mm-hmm. and movies were coming yep. out, and it was all kind of it was all kind of happening at once in this big whirlwind. And and Harry Potter is also like the content. Um, as far as box office number goes, mm-hmm. there probably wasn't a shit ton of people taking their kids <laughs> to go see the Two Towers. Right, like right. it was, it was probably well, a younger, maybe. a younger age group overall. Yeah. It's like it's, we yeah. saw, maybe we saw Lord of the Rings in the theater. What's that? I said we definitely saw Lord of the Rings sure. in the theater, but maybe not everyone but, did. But yeah. there were there were definitely more kids that went to go see Harry Potter than there was Lord of the Rings. Potentially, yeah, you know, because because yeah. this this like the source material is like, you know, right. Lord of the Rings is not. A children's, a children's book. book. No, you're right. Harry, the second Harry Potter book is right. So that's that's my number. Star Wars, okay. Okay. then Harry Potter, then Lord of the Rings. Okay. Well, you got one of the three correct. Oh, okay. You actually which, had you had them flopped. So which was going to happen unless I got them all correct? It was always <laughs> right. Like yeah, because if you get one wrong, you get two wrong. So the first was actually two towers. Wow. The second was actually Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. The third of these three was Attack of the Clones. But just for the year, actually, Attack of the Clones came in fourth. Just for context, actually, the first Spider-Man, Sam Raimi with Tobey Maguire, that actually beat out Attack of the Clones. But of the three that we were guessing, of the three we guessed, Two Towers... Chamber of Secrets, Attack of the Clones. I guess what I wasn't factoring in is that, yes, they were all coming off previous momentum, but the previous momentum for Attack of the Clones <laughs> was the Phantom Menace. Right, which a lot of people Which hate. may have heard it right. a little bit. Yeah. That's really interesting. I would not... Uh, I was surprised by like, that too. Often, often I hear, you know, like when we were doing our, our top 10 or our top 100 films of the decade for... Mm. For the last decade, yep, the 2010s. Um, 
Yeah, quite often I was like, okay, yeah, I like I can't argue that. Right. Uh, right. It, you know. All right. Fair. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I feel that way this time. Right. Like, <laughs> like the Two Towers is a fantastic film. Sure. I just I struggle to wrap my head around it beating out these other two as just as far as like mm. sheer box office performance. Right. I find I find that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, huh. it's it is. Um okay. yeah. The second question is more related to this film as far as a character casting. So Kenneth Branagh uh played Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, yep. Celebrity author of the new Defense Against the Art Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. who was said to and 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 the twice winner of which weekly's most yes whatever it is whatever han- handsomest smile best yeah. best smile best smile who was said to have been the first choice for this role and I've got three choices for you Sean Connery <laughs> I've got four choices for you no. All right. Uh, three choices. The first being you, Grant. The second being Pierce Brosnan, and the third being Jude Law. Okay. So, so Pierce Brosnan is interesting, mm. but I don't think it's him. Okay. I think the only reason why he's on this list is because we are currently watching 007. Hmm. As a as a series on on the show, shout it out, and, check it out if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, wow, that was that was shameless, man. That's great. <laughs> um, it's our show; we can do what we want. It's, yeah, do what I do. screw it. We're our own merch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's the only reason why he's on this list. Mm. Um, Jude Law is interesting. Right. Because Jude Law plays Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Oh, right. And see, here's the thing, though. Right. I don't know if I buy that that was a genuine oh, right. Like, I'm wondering <sighs> if that's... L- who uh, knows? Who... I'm going to go with Hugh. I'm going to go with Hugh Grant. Sure. Well, that's actually correct. And for the record, that was a fake oh, right. And also for the record, Pierce Brosnan, I, that's an interesting 007 connection. I was just trying to find like comparable British mate, like popular really actors some of the looking. time. But uh, the 007 connection was interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, accordingly, Hugh Grant was the first choice, but scheduling issues were conflicting. So uh, they went on to their next choice, and uh, it was announced Brana was selected as Grant's replacement. Cool. And yeah. I mean, Brana, Brana did a great job. You know. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. I don't like to I don't like to speculate. People always go, oh, you know, I don't think uh, I don't think it would have been as good with Hugh Grant. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Right. So yeah. you know, and the other thing is, people ask me all the time, "What do you think? You know, uh, uh, do you think so and so would be good as Batman?" <laughs> well, I. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I you know, like it's <laughs> you know, it's a tough it's mm-hmm. a tough. And I mean, it, to some extent, like if someone came up to me and they're like, "Hey, do you think Hillary Swank would be good as Batman?" I go, "Well, <laughs> it's an interesting choice." Bold move, you know, yeah. But I mean, you know, 
just about anyone anyone else like yeah if someone's <laughs> like hey um you know they're uh they're rebooting they're rebooting back to the future mm. what do you think about um uh scarlet what johansson about, what do you think about bill cranston playing um <laughs> Dr. Emmett L. Brown. And I go, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Right. <laughs> I mean, he could be great. He's a good actor. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read the script. Right. I don't know what direction they're going in. Yeah. That's, yeah. You got to know right? the context. I, I got no clue. So context bring is it on. Key. Yeah. Could be good. Final question here. True or false nature. Was the Chamber of Secrets ever the highest grossing film in the Harry Potter franchise? Ooh, true. False. According to a reputable website, which I'm not referencing, only because this question may surface in the future, once the question kind of reaches its climax, I will reveal this reference. But for the time being, false. It was never the highest grossing film in the Harry Potter franchise. So it never made as much as Sorcerer's Stone? According to this website, no. See, okay. So I find that interesting. So that's that's mm-hmm. the end of trivia. Uh, one more thing I'm just going to say. Okay. Sometimes I find that I'm busy. Sometimes you find that you're busy. Sometimes, sometimes I'll... I find that you're busy. <laughs> sometimes the audience finds themselves that they're busy. But none of us will ever be as busy as John Williams in 2002. Okay. Well, or at least the films that were released in 2002 that he was working on. So he was probably busier like six months and a year prior to that. But in that went small window of time, he came up with the music for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Star Wars Attack of the Clone, Steven Spielberg's Minority Report, Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can. So four wow. absolutely iconic films, either film series or films, just... And, uh, you know, uh, they're all amazing soundtracks because it's John Williams. Like, he can throw gravy on a wall and it's, like, it's amazing. So, this guy was just a living legend in the early 2000s. Yeah, no Mm -hmm. kidding. Yeah. But that that wraps up trivia. What were you going to say? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, No, okay. Uh, Well, I mean, I was just going to dive into it. Mm, Um, Yeah. But yeah. I was I was gonna do so starting by saying, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I can say this definitively yet. Okay. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I have a claim that I've made for a long time. Sure. And I'm gonna tentatively make it now. Hmm. With, with the understanding that I'm monitoring the validity of that claim moving forward. <laughs> Um, and right. I may recede. I may recede it at retract the statement at okay. some point. Okay. I think that this is probably my favorite Harry Potter movie. Now, this is an actual sta- occurrence. Where I'm saying, "Ooh, interesting." That's okay. that's fascinating. That's- which is funny because it sounded less genuine than the fake one. <laughs> well, that's because but- I had to like give the clarification beforehand, yeah. but yeah. it did sound very fake. Yeah, I think this is my favorite. I always, I always tell people it's my favorite. Interesting. Um, and so we'll have to see. It could be wrong. Now I'm gonna say say this, and I, I've watched these films a lot. There are some I've watched more than others. So 
if we were talking Lord of the Rings, if we were talking Star Wars, like you are with Star Wars, you know, we can tell you what happens on Tatooine in the third scene at minute 52 and what happens after this and what happens at the climax. But there are a few of these Harry Potter films that I still am a little unfamiliar with that I'll rewatch it because I haven't watched it in years. And I I know the gist of what's going to happen, but I've forgotten enough that it's a new experience. And and this happened when I watched Chamber of Secrets. And Ooh, interesting. Yes. And the same thing happened that I think always happens when I watch Chamber of Secrets. And ultimately, I when I was watching this, I wasn't sure how much I was actually enjoying myself compared to, say, the first oh. chapter, because that's the most recent one I watched. And that's interesting. I, and I'd say only maybe for about the first third I thought this. I wouldn't even say the first half of the movie, but I just felt I was dragging. I wasn't drawn in. I wasn't captivated. And I was almost sure I disliked this film. But for the last, wow. I'd say, but for the last two thirds, I like retracted every, those exact thoughts. Like the backstory, the events that are happening, just the story, everything captivated me. I was drawn in. I just, I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite Harry Potter, but it definitely made me like white out the thoughts that I had go, like in the first part of the film. And I was like, this is a solid film. I'm pretty sure I enjoyed it better than number one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, clearly I enjoy it more than the first one. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But no, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. My only flaw, and it's not like an actual flaw, I think it's just I enjoy the three amigos together a bit more. It's just sometimes when I'm watching this and it's just Ron and Harry without Hermione, there it's it, at times just a little less entertaining because she's the only one of the three that actually knows what they're doing. But it's still a, an interesting dynamic when when uh, they're off without her. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think... I think the portion when they're without there without her just does a good job of solidifying that fact mm. that they yes that's that, true that they all need each other right that's it has a purpose yeah that's true that they're stronger as a trio yep no that's Maybe very with fair the exception of Ron I don't really know what Ron contributes but <laughs> he has a cool house but still he's got a really cool house yeah. so okay so the reasons the reasons why. I definitely like this one better okay. than the first one. Okay. And and the reasons why I think I like it best. Ooh. Yeah. Um I prefer so sadly some something about watching this movie made me a little bit sad while mm. I was watching it. I think and I that have was, a guess. And and that was knowing that this is the last time mm. we'll see Richard Harris as Dumbledore. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause I I just really don't like Michael Gambon's Dumbledore. Hmm. So to me, and and this is the last one that's directed by Chris Columbus. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So like this this film moving forward, mm. the movies are are quite a bit different. Like even just the color grading. Hmm. Right, mm. like the color correction that they've done on the film, and and the tones, and the the some of the actors get replaced, and some of the character design changes, and like Professor Flitwick gets an entirely different new character design, hmm. and like yeah, there's there's a bunch of changes that happen um, after this, and so and I think I like this version of 
the Harry Potter mythos hmm. better. You raised some really interesting points. Just the other thing yeah. is this is the last so something that the first one does really strongly and something that this one does extremely strongly. Okay. Um and we get tastes of moving forward. And again, this is this is an issue probably with the books as well. Hmm. Um but subsequently trickles into the films. Um this is like the first and second one it's yes there's like in both of them we go up against Voldemort. Mm. Yep. And so things like, you know, there's there's a serious plot point with serious consequences. For sure. But everything's still kind of relatively simplified. Oh yeah. We're not dealing with horcruxes nope. and we're not dealing with with, you know, um Peter Pettigrew and mm-hmm. and all of these these this extra kind of backstory that we need to keep track of and no. stuff like that. It's it's just the new kids on campus kind of settling in just Yeah. Yep. There's there's an abundance of mystery surrounding Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Voldemort is a very mysterious entity at this point. Oh yeah. Um and but but mostly like this is in in both the first Harry Potter and specifically in this one. I feel like this is the last time that Hogwarts um sorry, there's an exception to what I'm about to say, okay. but we'll get to that okay. at some point. Yeah, go ahead. Um but Hogwarts feels like its own character. Mm. Oh. Hmm. The first two films to me are so much of like there's so much ribboning throughout it of uh, the history of the castle mm. and that the castle is this place that is almost organic in the sense that it it it's kind of always changing and there's oh, yeah. there's so many secrets in it and there's so many corridors and there's so many right that like that there's likely rooms that even Dumbledore hasn't been in mm. yeah or or like it's it's possible that down in the bowels of the castle mm-hmm. that even a teacher who's taught there for 50 years would get lost would get turned around and and stumble upon oh, a yeah. corridor they didn't know was there or had never um it's you could you could uh, it's kind of like that old saying about hobbits from lord of the rings you can learn everything you need to know about hogwarts in a month but after 100 years it could still surprise you with something right well and so there's a um there's, I you know, as a kid, I owned the the PC game mm. for the first film. Cool. Uh, and at the beginning of the film, or the beginning of the game, Dumbledore introduces himself to Harry Potter. Like it, it kind of very loosely follows the film, not really. Okay. Um, his, his games tend to do. Yeah, but Dumbledore introduces himself and uh, he says, you know, I'm Professor Dumbledore, this is Hogwarts, so on and so forth. Um, And I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, you know, Hogwarts is full of surprises. Um, He says, just the other day, I I came across a room that was full of chocolate frogs Mm. (laughs) and, but when I went to return the next day, it had been replaced by a nasty horde of fire crabs or something like that. Mm. <laughs> um, 
and and so yeah just that it's it's ever changing right and it's ever like you know and so what i love so much about chamber of secrets is that yeah there's this this history there's this hidden chamber mm. mm-hmm. inside the castle right that all of the teachers know exist hmm but even dumbledore doesn't know where the hell this thing is right that it's it's and it's vast yeah have, it's very vast to, for him to not to know. So built up and having its own myth, mythology or legend, but to still have so much mystery sh- shrouded around it. That there's this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of year old basilisk, massive creature yeah, yeah. living in the school. Yeah. Right? Like it's just so, I don't know, it's it's... There's fun mystery and there's castle to be discovered mm. and mm-hmm. and wonderment of it that I feel like for the most part we lose moving forward. Um, hmm. The exception to that, and it's a weak exception, but it still technically counts, sure. um, is in the Order of the Phoenix mm. when... Uh, when they're using the Room of Requirement. The Room of Requirement is cool mm. because, again, like the castle presents the room to you and makes the door disappear and does mm. all of these. Like it's, sure. it's the castle becomes this living character again. Right, um, right. But yeah, so I think I think that's partially why, hmm. you know, I, I just really like this one. Interesting, yeah. It, it definitely, I, I'll have to watch as we continue in this series to determine like whether, because what you're saying makes sense to me and I, I kind of maybe agree with you. I like I said, I need to watch these films over again to remember exactly what happens to definitively know. But that is kind of a magical element that is is lost if in, in the future episodes of this this series. Right, and I would say I'm a hundred percent in the same boat. I have to, yeah, you know, right. I that's that's why I'm not. I'm not able to firmly make that statement right. to you right now. Which is fair, but it's a valid point and it's an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. Um th- this film has a lot of strong characters. Well, I wouldn't say strong characters, interesting characters, whether it be the new uh defense against the dark arts teacher who we referenced before, Professor Lockhart, played by a damn legend, Kenneth Branagh. Um, right. Jason Isaacs is introduced to us as uh, the Malfoy Senior, uh, who Jason Isaacs is also a dang legend. Um, oh, and and Dom, like that role is amazing. Like oh. he 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 plays that role so well. I've the films I've seen Jason Isaacs in, he's played the very similar role. Like the elitist, pompous, just judgmental prejudice against the less elite. Like he, I, I love Jason Isaacs, but uh, yeah. it's a very powerful character in this film. Um, and obviously, the theme of just while well, we're on Jason Isaacs, of just pure bloods discriminating against muggles and mudbloods and half bloods continues in this film. There's, there's quite a bit of like. Nazi, Jewish, like, theming throughout this. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. I, I think it could be extrapolated to a lot of human 
marginalization, unfortunately, whether... Oh, sure. But uh, I mean, like, essentially what we're talking about is eugenics, mm-hmm. right? That, yeah. that that the the purists right. would want eugenics. And, and uh, yeah, and I was just saying, like, the the greatest cultural example we have of that is yeah. World War Two For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um... So, you know, do you know, do you, so have you, sorry, have you read any of the books? No, none, I, zero. Okay. Yeah. So do you know why there's a new defense against the dark arts teacher? Um, just, I mean, obviously Quirrell's gone, so he's not. Right. Um, I'm going to say no, because even if I have a guess, I don't know if it's the actual, yeah, I'm going to say no, I don't and know. The, and then next year we have Professor Lupin. Oh, it's like the revolving door of just... And, and the next year we have uh, Alistair Mooney. Yeah. Weird Eye. What is it? So, yeah, I'm not going to get... Mad Eye. Mad Eye, yeah, there Mad you go. Mad Eye Mooney. Yeah, it's a revolving um, door. Like, don't so don't in, expect to get it, tenure if you're the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher because you're not going to get right. it. So in the books, uh, and I'm going to totally butcher this because I don't fully remember it. Okay. Um, and someone like if somebody has read the books and is an avid, like we need, I feel like we need Diana Bond here right now to be like, <laughs> right. let me, let me set you straight on how this, right. but after, after Tom Riddle had left Hogwarts right, as a student, yep. And before he becomes douchebag McDoucherton, <laughs> he he either works at Hogwarts. He applies. Mm. He definitely applies. He applies to Hogwarts. Okay. Um, to be the defense against the dark arts teacher, mm. and doesn't get the job, mm. and so curses the position. Mm. Like oh. like. Puts puts a puts a curse on the defense against the dark arts position, right? So that nobody, hmm. so that nobody will ever hold it longer than a year. I mean, yeah, I I do that yeah. too, probably. Which again, I feel like is a very Hitler like Hitler applied to art school and didn't get in, <laughs> yeah, and then became true. a dick. So, hmm. same thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> finding Hitler in Harry Potter. Yeah. A book that no one should read. Um from a comedy standpoint. Sure. Ron is the MVP of this film. Yeah. Ron is so funny in this film. Mm. Like whether it be his interaction around the fire or the spiders. Yeah, you know, I didn't even find like I just found his his reactions very natural. Uh, I was right there with him. Like I, the only thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he just plays it so well. <laughs> like Rupert Grint plays this incredible. He does. And, and when he breaks his when he breaks his wand. That's true. Yeah. And like when he's when he's barfing up slugs, mm, and like yeah, I just I thought he was this. Yeah, this was his. This was his film. Yeah. Any any scene that he had a comedic line written in, mm-hmm. he, I felt like he stole the scene <laughs> completely. Yeah. Poor guy. And I'm not even a big Ron fan. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not my, he's not your yeah. guy. Who is your guy? Like who is your guy? Your go-to. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like specifically in this movie or in Harry Potter movies in general? Probably in general. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's hard not to say Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you know, there's there's not enough. Um, I do I do enjoy Snape. Like, Snape's yeah. a great character. That, that was going to be my answer. And, and I felt in this movie, like, he, he was in this movie. He had some some trolling of Harry, Harry. But personally, I just felt that he wasn't in this film enough, or at least not to my liking. And I, I just personally don't think he trolled Harry enough. I, I, I Yeah. And, I mean, that all gets... It's interesting, right? Because who knows... At this point, like the relationship between Harry and Snape is an interesting one moving forward mm-hmm. um, and how that kind of culminates. And and I don't know enough about the timeline. I don't know. Um, like I know when this film came out, we didn't, the books hadn't finished yet. Mm. And so that hadn't been revealed to anyone. Right. Um, but I am curious, like did, jk rowling no and how much communication mm-hmm. how much communication was there about things that she had made up her mind about mm. but hadn't actually written down or hadn't released yet how much communication was her between that and the director of the films and the scripts and like mm. you know because they're like they're they're ultimately need to be um like you don't necessarily need to tell them hey just so you know uh, like four films in advance. Hey, just so you know, Snape is technically actually like Harry's guardian, right? Um, because but you do kind of yeah. need to you do need to set boundaries, right? So that you need things make sense. You need guidelines right? you, and and garters and just just some. Input. Yeah, you can't you can't have Snape punch Harry in the face in the movie <laughs> because. You know, or or flat out actually try to kill Harry. No. Because then it just doesn't, and, <laughs> like it's not consistent with decisions that she's made about her characters. And so uh, and a, a, an example like uh, that comes to mind to me is this TV series Lost, where the, <laughs> just hold your groans for a minute. I tried watching it so many times. So. And I was like, no. There was, my point of, that I want to make with Lost is just, I feel like the creative team was the like they weren't had it, having an offsite author who was actually based the this TV series was based on a book. Like the creative team was in it from the beginning and they were all in a room. And even they had so many shaggy dog effects of like, well, here's 27 storylines that actually we just kind of dead end because we didn't want to take them anywhere. So right. Like my point is in Harry Potter when you're not even having, like, I'm just curious to the extent that they must have had J.K. Rowling inputting and monitoring things just because there could have been so many storylines that the creative team for the film could have started on, but would have just been cut off because they weren't in line with the book or weren't in line sure. with the characters. and What she had planned. and what Exactly. She, like, you know, it could have been like, a train wreck real quick. Yeah, like if uh, if if one of the directors was like, "Hey, you know, I, we think uh, we think it might be a good idea to give Dumbledore a female love interest." Sure. Yeah. Um, right. 
And yeah. and and meantime, J.K. Rowling has already made the decision mm. that Dumbledore is gay. Sure, but hasn't, uh, you know, mm. like it's not in a book. It hasn't been released on on the Pottermore website. Sure. It's not, you know. Yep. And so yeah, then you have this like weird conflict of mm-hmm. of canon. Yeah. Right, but I mean, yeah, and that's also it's very interesting mm-hmm. of like how much, how much. Con communication happens between right. the creator of content mm-hmm. and the people who are making the film. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, speaking like you know, and and a, a good example of that is Lost, mm. because who created the show Lost? Well, the name that's tagged most to it is J.J. Abrams, but is J. J. There, there'd be Abrams. some debate as how much of an influence he had from beginning to end. But J.J. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I don't think like he said himself. Like, come third season, people people would ask him, like, <laughs> can you know, can you tell us, can you tell us, can you answer this question? And he would go, No, I, I don't know. I have nothing to do with the show. Exactly. Yeah. Like I directed the first episode. Exactly. I created exactly. the show. I directed the first couple episodes. Right. And, yeah. And my name's on it, but like mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't, I'm not I haven't holding read any the reins here. I haven't. I'm just no. And he probably could. Oh, like he probably yeah. he probably. I don't know if he could have like taken over, but I'm pretty sure no one would have d- denied him advanced scripts and mm. stuff like that if he no. wanted to know yeah. where things were going. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I think towards the end, he felt the same way about that series that the rest of us did. Oh, so quite possibly. He just d- didn't give a shit. But... <laughs> okay, that's not what I was <laughs> That's oh, not... it's such a dumb. Shit. No, I was going to say maybe he wasn't. In line with how it ended, not just thinking of his excrement on the ground. Oh, well, <laughs> but it is. Um, anyways, back yeah. to Harry Potter. Back to Harry Potter. Um, so the kids are seem to have no issue with murder, Ron and Harry. Hmm. They, so when they make the decision, mm-hmm. when they find the Chamber yep. of Secrets, yep. which is such a cool moment. It is. Um, and and the reveal that uh, Moaning Myrtle mm-hmm. is the first girl to die, like mm-hmm. all of that. As that, I think that again, that's part of why I love this film. Is like as it it does such a good job of like mm-hmm. slowly unpacking this mystery for you. Yes, um, connecting, but they, connecting all the pieces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they find the chamber, and they're about to go in it. Sure. And uh, Lockhart, they kind of commandeer Lockhart and say, no, 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 you're coming with us. Like you are, in fact, (laughs) actually. Uh, And so we're standing there. There's a big, empty, seemingly bottomless shaft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they push him in. Like there's no, nobody knows if he's, like if they're pushing him to his death. <laughs> yeah. I mean This could be t- this could be 200 feet. Yeah. It just go it just turns into darkness. Yeah, you know, I guess I've always viewed scenes like this in this film through the lens of how it's supposed to be viewed of just comedically isn't it funny that this kind of hypocrite or this professor who's not exactly what he says he is they who who's running when these two children are are going towards the danger 
I viewed it more just the comical, like, oh, isn't this funny? Or when Ron clunks him over the head just so they don't have to listen to him talk anymore. Less so with The Rock, but with both of these events, like, in reality, those are very mortal, like, very, mer- like, that would potentially kill someone. And uh, I, I see you're, you have a valid point. I've never viewed it in the real context before. Well, and I'm, again, I'm not holding it against the film. Oh, of but course this, not. I mean, this viewpoint of yours really surprises me because I feel like any time <laughs> that you have an objection to a film, it's nit. It's like this nitpicky <laughs> bullshit that's not in the spirit of like what the film is. Yeah. And so like, you know, you're like, well, but from an academic standpoint, you probably wouldn't, he would have been standing five degrees to the left. And so this scene is entirely inaccurate and hurts the credibility of the film. So it's a valid point, which is cool. Like I yeah, just, yeah. the one thing that I, I do feel like is a line that doesn't make any sense in this. Okay. Film. Okay is after they arrive to the school. Okay. And they have the encounter with the Whomping Willow. Hmm. And Snape is uh, reprimanding them basically without any lubrication is the way I would describe <laughs> it. He's just laying into them. And uh, and he says, he talks about the damage that they, they incurred to the Whomping Willow tree which has been on the school grounds since before you were born. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, they're like 12. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> 12 year old tree. The more accurate nothing. line, yeah. the more accurate line is like since before Dumbledore was born. Like, right. what? <laughs> since before you were born, as if that's some big, yeah, most saplings have been around <laughs> since before they were born. Like, what do you. Yeah, that's true. Something that I really want to bring up, and um, I think like the real Harry Potter knowledgeable fans might have an explanation for this, they might not. It's been something that's been thrown around on social media historically in the last couple of years. But it's it's the demise of Professor Dumbledore in that we see this flashback of 50 years prior to the events of the Chamber of Secrets. So that would put it in like the late 1940s-ish maybe early 1950s. Uh, And then obviously we see Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and that was set in 1926. So in 1926, we still have a dapper, sophisticated Dumbledore portrayed by Jude Law. And so in a manner of about, or like just about 20 years, which... This this dude was old. Like, that's only about 17% of his life. And 17% of his life, he just fell off the face of the earth as far as just keeping up and shaving and generally, like, just caring about how one looks. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, I can kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, um, I don't know. But I, you know, I say, like, that's no different than... The fact that seventeen years turned Obi Wan from Ewan McGregor into frail, crippled Alec Alec Guinness. <laughs> right, but maybe that's just something. Right, like times times weren't easy on him either. <laughs> but maybe we should. Maybe that's just something we've overlooked. Maybe that's 
Yeah, I, I, I would. I, that's a fair point. I think it's still apples and oranges from the complete transformation that Dumbledore has gone in the, that short twenty-year span. But it's it's not a flaw I, I have. Mean, it's just an observation. Yeah, and I mean, this is definitely me making excuses and allowances for oh, things. For sure. But I wonder, <laughs> like, we supposedly have several more Fantastic Beast movies on the way, right? Um, yes, and. You know, like who's to say? Like, there's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no outline written for that. Yeah, there's no books that they have to follow, yeah. and so you know, I, it's, it's very possible that, um, like I'm not sure how old Dumbledore is, but he's really old. Like he's old, well over a hundred. Yeah, right? he, according when to he dies, Wikipedia, the... he was born in 1881, and he deceased in 1997. So over a hundred years old. Over a hundred years, yeah. and so like I'm just wondering, like I mean, any number, any number of things can happen. Sure, right? Um, it's it's quite possible that in this next film that we get, uh his old age is a result of a curse like the way he looks or 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 that he was like we've got we're living in a world where he, he stopped going to a certain hairstylist and the hairstylist placed a curse on him well no but i mean uh like not like that we <laughs> we live in i mean we live in a world where where potions can change your appearance For sure. oh yeah and so maybe this is a young slightly more vain dumbledore yep. who does actually look much older than he is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Hard yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to say. So I mean, fundamentally, what it comes down to is in that flashback, mm. they probably should have gotten someone else <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to play, right. like you, Grant, as opposed to a a de aged, yeah. you know, yeah. Richard Harris. But also on the note yeah. of Dumbledore, I, I did I got such strong. Jurassic Park vibes from that scene in his office, Dumbledore's office, when the, where the phoenix was rising from the ashes and Dumbledore was giving some anecdotal thought. Like, I just got huge flashbacks of John Hammond, like, mumbling around when a raptor was hatching from its egg in Jurassic Park. Maybe that's just yeah, me. I can, I can, no, I can see the connection. Yeah. I can see how that's similar. Yeah. Um, Something else I think this film does really, really well is uh, just giving us a deeper dive into the magical world that's already been presented to us. Mm, so through stuff like sure. the flying car and yes. through, um, the yeah, the Weasley's house is yeah. just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastical. Th- yep. Through... Um, uh, 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 through traveling by flu powder mm. and through our introduction to nocturne alley <laughs> and you know right. just all of these things that are you know mm-hmm. yeah and it just it was it, it gave us it it gave us relief from what could have been a rinse and repeat formula mm. yeah yeah so yeah no for sure i think that's that's mostly all i have to say i love this movie i think it's great i i I have no real issues with it. I think the spider scene is terrifying. Heck yeah. I I would have had so much more emotional resolution as a viewer of this film 
if Aragon had been Aragog or however you pronounce the name had been squished, yeah. like vanquished, just lit on fire, something, something, but oh yeah, he's still looming. He is he's still out there. He's living his life, and he's a he's not nice because he's like yeah. you know no good. Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. <laughs> like he just doesn't care. He's like, Get, uh, like yeah. he's he's fully conceded that they are probably Hagrid's friends. Yeah, yeah. But Hagrid's the only human he cares about. So, oh, cool. Uh, I gave you some information, but it doesn't really matter because <laughs> I can't deny my children meat when it wanders so willingly into their midst. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah no I I really came around to this film like I said it's it's very strong uh my only little flaw is just at the beginning uh when you know they best repair those glasses of Harry's instead of actually repairing his eyeball that requires the glasses um and yeah but maybe that's not a spell <laughs> I don't know I don't know right the only like, the only thing again. I found distracting was the CGI during the filming or sorry during the film's Quidditch match. I, I, which is still much better than it was in the last film. Pot- potentially, I, I just still found it distracting in this. I just found the whole like Quidditch game distracting for that reason of the CGI, and also if you listen to the soundtrack, it is eerily similar to a sequence of the soundtrack from Attack of the Clones when they're doing the speeder chase in uh, Coruscant. It. I feel like John Williams was just so busy that he probably did, like he just kind of copy and pasted. Just recycled yeah, he's some like, stuff. Okay, I, this deadline's tomorrow. I'm just gonna copy this, throw that there, copy paste. Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right. Flip. Uh, <laughs> flip a couple of chords. So it's yeah. yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought. I thought the. I thought the visual effects were much better in this one. But yeah, maybe yeah. still not. Certainly not up to their their prime potential yet. For sure. So, what did you give cool. this movie out of ten? I give it an eight point one. Cool. Yeah, I, I. If I have to throw on a Harry Potter movie to sit down and and have going in the background or right. something, this is probably the is probably the one really I would pick. Really interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, I'll let you know when we get to the one that is my equivalent. But I still want to watch it first before I say it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I gave this one a low seven, like a seven two, so seven point two. So I would, if okay. anything above a seven, it reaches the highest category of I would totally pay money to see this in theaters. Not my favorite Harry Potter. It would have scored a bit higher if the first third I didn't find it dragging, but still overall enjoyed this film. I, it still blows my okay. mind how how much I had forgotten. I was watching it with someone. And I, I like I would turn and be like, "Did Hagrid open the Chamber of Secrets?" And she was like, "How how do you not remember this? Like, what is wrong with you?" Right. And it, I've, you know, everyone I, has I, the there, there's the fantasy I, question of like if you could rewatch a film like that's a favorite of yours, but not remember it, just to have the experience of watching it again. Although right. this probably wouldn't be the film I've chosen, it was still a fun experience. Yeah, I was. Well, I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say like. Yeah. That's, you know, one of the answers, one of the famous answers. And, and someone, it's a quote, and I can't remember who says it. Mm. Um, but one of the famous answers to, if if you could experience anything, mm. what would you experience? Right. Um, and, and yeah, a great answer is I would, 
I would watch my favorite movie again for the first time. Yep. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, and for to me, that's you know, I it's it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what movie I would pick, but I can think of several different like mm. to sit and to sit and be able to experience Back to the Future again, and to not know. <laughs> right. Or Star Wars. Star Wars with all the twists and turns and not yeah. knowing that Vader is Luke's dad and stuff. Like that would be Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. There's so, oh too many to pick, right? I, I assume by you said someone really awkwardly. I assume you watched it with your wife. Yes. Yeah, okay. sorry. In the time of right. isolating, I didn't just go out and watch this with like a random like the person well, I, I was with, just so. yeah, I was just confused. If like, you know. <laughs> I mean, you have a wife and a daughter, and I didn't know like which one is which one's giving you playful banter, seeing as how the daughter's less than a year old. Yeah, yeah. But, never right. too early to have sass. Yeah, what'd you watch this week? So I watched two films. One is my recommendation to you. I'll get to that in a second. The other okay. was your recommendation to me. Okay. Which was the 2017 It, which is so confusing when just talking about it over text and you don't capitalize the It and you just say, right. I haven't watched It yet. And Have just, you watched it yet? Watched what? I, <laughs> who's on first? Be more specific. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so my, my 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 advice to you going into it was, yep. A, it, it falls flat with a lot of the scares. For sure. Right. I was like, yeah, eh. there's one scene that really genuinely made me jump. Which I, so you, and I want to know which one it is. Cause I have a, like a couple thoughts, but I'm not okay. sure. Uh, I said, there's one scene, the first kind of scary attempt at the beginning of the film, mm. uh, was, a, was very disturbing to me and yep. made me consider not staying to watch it in the theater, which has never happened for any other movie. Really? Um, and the other thing I said though was that the heart of this film, mm. the 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 winning quality of this film, mm-hmm. is the the characters and what they overcome and their their growth as a group and and just yeah just the the genuine story um, mm. and also that there is a character in this film who is much scarier than the main villain. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. What would you think? Yeah. Um, I definitely... So, so obviously, I should start with how I felt about it. It was so very good. I definitely likely wow. would have never watched this film. Uh, just based on my preconceived notions of it or my preconceived notions on what the original was about and how this was just a remake. Um, yeah. You know, the the closest market comparable or the, the co- closest comparable, I just felt like I was watching Stranger Things, but with a bit more of a supernatural horror approach. Right. Um, and I'm not just saying that because um, the, there's one carryover actor from Stranger Things. Right. Um, but for, so for some people, I think it would be a touch too graphic or horrific. Um, and for me, the last third of the film... I think was a little for my personal taste was too focused on the terror and the creeping of the audience. Uh, But I found the first two thirds was just out of this world as far as like, yeah. And I mean, but as a horror movie, your climax has to be, Oh, you got to ramp it up. Oh, for sure. And 
just the first two thirds of this film for me, I just, I couldn't get enough. I just overall, and even in the last third, overall, I didn't find really any of it too scary. Um, there were some scenes that were uncomfortable at times, um, right. whether it's the sequence you're referring to, or there's one parent child relationship that's really just inappropriate, but the film itself was so captivating and drew me in. And right. I just, I never realized this was a film about characters yeah. and that's why I never would have watched it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're, we're going to go into more detail. We're going to do a, a Patreon yes. episode for it. Well, yeah. Cause uh, there's, there's more that I want to get into that. Uh, just right. You said you have questions to. about it. So I'm very curious. Yeah. And you might not be able to answer like, uh, we'll see where it goes, but I, okay. uh, you, you know a lot about films. So, um, right. The only thing I, w- I will say on this for the, the people that are listening to this episode is that there's a line where one character walks into a haunted house and everyone's like, why are you doing this? No, 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 don't do that. No, no, no. no. And the character says it's easier wa- and gives a spiel of why, but it al- it ultimately ends. It's easier to walk into this place than walking into my own home. Yeah. And just like such a deep cut. I was like, wow, this film because they all so, come from shit homes. Yeah, they all do. And this yeah. film was just not what I was expecting in any way. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I uh, Honestly, I gave it a 6.6. So it okay. just fell below the, I would pay money to see it in theaters. But okay. I'm going to acknowledge that this is a flaw of my ranking system in this case. Because if I had paid money to see this in theaters, I would have been, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So the, the scene that made me jump yeah is after beverly uh goes at her dad with the the toilet tank lid oh yeah and and so and then she turns around and pennywise is there (laughs) that made me jump out of my because it's really it's well just because you're so caught up in the emotion of what's Mm. just happened yep and you're still coming down off of that, that you don't yep. have, you don't, like, you're not prepared for mm-hmm. a jump scare. No, so that's true. That that jump scare is masterfully written. Um, obviously, <laughs> Georgie, Georgie losing his arm. It wasn't even Georgie dying. It was just mm, the, the graphicness yes. of Georgie without an arm and him mm-hmm. crying and screaming in the street. Despite yeah. the CGI being a little janky, I, I thought, when Pennywise bites his arm. Sure. Um, I I think that him in the street crying and and going into shock was depicted very accurately. Right. Um. And so as a parent, as a new parent at the time, I was like, ah, oh, mm. like if, horrific. If there's if there's a lot of this, then I'm yep. not interested. No, um, I I hear you because it's it's a real tough blow at the beginning of the film to watch something that. Intense. Yeah, it it just kind of like set the the tone and yeah. um and then obviously the 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 high school bully mm. uh in my opinion is a character who is actually scarier throughout the film than than Pennywise mm. himself. He's he's like he is very yeah, he's almost a sociopath yeah. just with some of the things he Oh, he definitely is. Oh, yeah. he he flat out is. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um so the other film I'm going to recommend to you. This isn't a film that 
you know, I watched as a child and I'm like, here it is on a, on a platter. You need to view this. This isn't just something I came across last week that I'm saying, this is the film that will make your life. It's just a film. I've seen it a couple times. I enjoy it for what it is. And it's just at the mercy of it's the only film I watched. So I'm recommending it to you. Um, it's a film that we, we have a bit of a dis- disagreement as far as Nicolas Cage. Okay. Um, yeah, at you times, hate his guts. I don't, I wouldn't say that, but I'm, I'm closer to hating his guts than you are. Okay. So sometimes we have conversations and our opinions kind of come through as far as I say, I think he's not good. You say he's great or at least better than I say he is. Oh yeah. No, I would say, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, Sorry, I'm not Nicholas, trying to put words in your mouth. Nick Nicholas Cage has a large, large category of total <laughs> cow crap in right. his, um, but he's also got some great hidden gems. And I will, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. This okay. movie I'm going to recommend to you is just a fun movie to watch. Watch it for what it is. I'm not sure where it sits as far as if it's a point for Nicolas Cage sucks or if it's a point for Nicolas Cage is good. I'll okay. let you decide. But it's a film that stars Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris, and Sean oh. Connery. I have no idea what this is. So it's it's a 1996 action thriller called The Rock. Okay. Um, I, and, I know of it. I haven't yeah. seen it. It's it yeah. is what it is. It's don't go in. It's it's a 1990s movie. Uh, I think it's Michael Bay's involved. Yeah, he is. So just you know, it, for, take that for what it's worth. There's going to be explosions. There's going to be action. I don't know if I realized that Ed Harris was around in '96. Like, I, obviously <laughs> he was alive. But I didn't, okay, okay. I yeah, didn't yeah. know like where he was on the scene. Like all of the movies that I can, th- I, like I think my first exposure to him was the Hangover movies, and so he's in those. Ed Harris. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Ed Helms. I'm thinking the oh. totally wrong. I have no Think idea. Think National Harris Treasure is. Two, the guy who's defaming the the Gates family. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. much different. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it totally changes what I was. I would have like ended the film and been like, "What the hell? He never shows up." Like, what do we? <laughs> yeah. So check it out. It, it's a. It's just a fun film. Cool. What did you watch this week? Uh, Vice. Oh yeah, what did you think? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a sucker for a true story. Sure. Uh, I'm a sucker for people playing other people, like actors playing real life people. Sure. I'm not really like I feel like there's, uh, I feel like there's a a, a Christian Bale <laughs> fan club. Sure. Uh, that I just have no desire to have a membership to. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, y- not everyone likes everyone. You know, like I just don't, I just don't know. Um, and I'm like, I feel strongly about that. He's really good in Empire of the Sun. Right. Um, but then, you know, like... <laughs> Like Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are right. among my least favorite iterations of Batman that exist anywhere of all time. Wow. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. And 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 that's not entirely Christian Bale's fault. 
Sure. No. I don't he's, know if he's one piece. I, honestly, I don't know if much of it is his fault. Okay. And but I think it's it's that in that I associate him with it has tainted my liking for him. Mm. So. Which which I as a side note, I'm interested for us to explore the Batman films because I love are Christian you, Bale's are, Bat. Are you are it? you announcing something? Is N- not at all. Just I'm saying you, if we were ever oh, to explore okay. them. If it if it happens. If it happens. No, yeah. I, I, he's my only real only exposure to Batman. I love him as Batman. I like yeah. Christian Bale. Um but that's a fair point. Um I wish but, and I I wish there's, you know, like we have different different gaming consoles, but there's a couple of sure. video games I wish I could put in your hands as well. Oh. Just to, interesting. you know. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah, so Vice, uh, maybe not your cup of tea, but... No, I mean, I gave it a five. I gave it kind cool. of middle of the road. Yep. I'm glad I watched it. For sure. Probably won't watch it again. Which is which is fine. Um, I, Adam McKay is... he He's kind of getting an MO. He's making a lot of these films that are kind of exposing kind of historical times that we, you and I were alive for. We didn't care about as much at the time because we were just juvenile kids. Yeah, we so were into I, gushers and dunkaroos. And... Yeah. So I'm, I'm finding the, the the big short is the other movie that comes to mind. But I, I'm enjoying these, these films that kind of are portraying a time in history, specifically American history, and just... It makes you raise an eyebrow just on kind of things that maybe weren't known or at least not known to me. And sure. there's a lot of, I, I got a lot of a kick out of a lot of these actors portraying people that really they had no business portraying as far as their age equating to where they were in real life compared to the character. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch? Uh, I watched my recommendation for you. Ooh. Which is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. From the year 2012. It was a good year. It was a good year. Was it? Are you going to say Titanic in 3D? No. Uh, this film <laughs> is for the second time. Sure. Uh, in our show's history is a documentary. Mm. Oh. So it's wow. only an hour and it's only an hour and five minutes long. So I'm, okay. I'm giving you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so interestingly enough, okay. the documentary I want you to watch, yeah, is called Reflections on Titanic. Oh. Um, and it's it's the the IMDb synopsis just says a fascinating in depth exploration of the film. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very fast. Sorry, refle- sorry. What was the actual title, though? Re- Reflections on Titanic. Cool, cool. Um, and it, uh, this isn't, you know, not. I want you to watch it not in an attempt to, um, try to change the outcome or sway your. I mean, I'll always be trying to sway your opinion on, <laughs> on Titanic. Sure. Um, but, but I will say that, like, watching it. A lot of the arguments that I made, or or a lot of the feelings that I have about the film, were were just validated, were were cool. enhanced and solidified, and yeah, I was I walked out I walked out of it feeling a hundred percent more in favor of my stance than I did going into it. Cool. I I, so. I I would be highly surprised if I walked out 
being converted, so to speak. No, and I and I don't. But think I'm will. very. But but as I said at the beginning of that debate, I love me some 1997 Titanic. Fantastic film, an amazing accomplishment, and I am I am very interested to watch this documentary. It's very good. So yeah. I'm I'm excited for you to watch it. <laughs> I I I didn't ever actually said Vice. I gave a higher than five out of ten, just for clarity. I I probably would give it a seven or eight. I I realized okay. I yeah. I never said that, but just and that seems to, to me that seems in line with yeah the st- stuff that you normally for like, sure like I would guess all, that of you. Yeah, we all have different like opinions and interests and whatnot. Yeah. Um. I've oh I've got a couple shoutouts and and okay. some housekeeping. Do some, do, yeah, I was gonna say keep keep some house before we <laughs> shout some out. <laughs> so big housekeeping. Uh, if you don't already like, follow, subscribe across our various social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Check out the links below, like and follow us. Um, wherever you listen to us, you can like and follow us and subscribe. Leave us a comment. If you leave us a comment, just know our more main ones are like Facebook, Twitter, uh, on things of that nature. We'll respond and we'll get those compliments. Um, other ones, more fringe ones, we don't check as regularly. So leave a comment if you, uh, would like, and we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, like if you, if you want to trash talk us, <laughs> if you want to feel, make us feel like total crap, right. but you're a coward and don't actually want us to see it, <laughs> you just need to blow off some steam, then like do that on like Stitcher or something. Stitcher. Yeah. Have, yeah. have at it. Um, also check out below. We've got our Patreon page to our Patreon supporters. We thank you so much. Uh, Patreon helps us keep the lights on, helps us grow and improve the show. And as far as our shout-outs for this month, we've got two special shout-outs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Daphne. Well, Daphne Kirkpatrick. Oh, sorry. I just, I just jumped the... I jumped Don't the... ever apologize to Daphne. mention Daphne on this show. The second worst Scooby-Doo character, but one of the best, <laughs> if not the greatest... What do you disagree? No, uh, I'm I'm not well versed in Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, Daphne's in Scooby Doo. She's just kind of ditzy and. Which like, one is she? Is she the blonde? Uh, no, she's a brunette. She's like a oh, reddish okay. brown hair. Sure, but always yep. wears like a purple dress. Mm. Dad, daddy's credit card type of thing. Oh, don't get me started. I don't think our Daphne's like that. Not even remotely. But I, but I don't like. You know, I, I hope no, she doesn't have, have her dad's credit card. Why? Well, I wish I had my dad's credit card. Yeah, that's true. I hope she does have her dad's credit card. Yeah. yeah. Well, Daphne, thank you for supporting the show, and we mm-hmm. both, from the bottom of our hearts, wish and hope that you have your dad's credit card. Yeah. Our second shout out is of equal nature or equal importance. These are our both top. Or, sorry, these are both tier four supporters on Patreon. Yeah, why don't so that's you ex- yeah, explain what the hell's happening here? People so are these like, oh. are the the cream of the crop. These are the supporters that go beyond the just the call of duty. They they answer the ringing bell. They yeah. are on the front lines of movie men's support. And so storming that beach along with Daphne is friend of the show Nate Grunman, who not only is a supporter of the show but a nice guy and we've gotten to know him and he he I feel like he's the very definition of global community because we would have never met him if it weren't for this podcast. Nate Grunman is a dapper dude 
And he's like he he literally lives nowhere near us, and we would have never interacted if it were not for the show. Different damn country, and <laughs> right. I I will say that one of the not the most, but one of the horrific things about um uh about so many businesses being shut down and us you know not being mm. able to be out and about Nathan sure. Grunman uh or Nady G as I refer to him yeah it, 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 when I'm talking with my grandparents um <laughs> what he, what, uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> okay he, he prior to the world collapsing um uh, yeah. he'd been like hitting the gym really hard like lifting right. weights and and yeah. getting buff and i've yep. been like enjoying these videos he's posting and and i haven't mm. you know gyms are closed and it's, so he's um yeah he hasn't been it's, able to get out and do that yeah but hopefully we can all return to normal as soon as possible yeah um and we can get back to posting and commenting on people's statuses of doing fun things like going to the gym instead of hey everyone's buying toilet paper in my town this sucks yeah so to wrap that up a big thank you to all our patreon supporters stay safe nate and daphne wash your hands and stay safe all our listeners continue to stay at home only go out if you have to wash those hands don't touch your face stay safe if you have to don't just don't do it don't go home. Don't, sorry. Don't go, go home. home. Don't leave. Go to the park and set up camp and, and live in the park. Don't what? go home. <laughs> that's, that's, that's equally as bad. 